Praise God, praise God. You may be seated. I Sometimes when you know backstories of individuals facing battles and then when you see them worshiping and praising and the Lord being able to use them to bless us, it's overwhelming. Hallelujah. So give me a moment. I'm a, I'll, I will, uh, uh, hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to, this actually goes with what I was going to preach on today. And I, I know we're going to have a baptism here in a little bit. And I know 95% of you know all of this. And I don't, I don't want to, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, give you things that you don't know. I'm, I'm going to probably hurry through some of it. We can take time. If you don't know it, we'll do Bible studies. I, I feel like, though, I, I wanted um, <clears throat> to, uh, uh, of course, encourage us. We're growing apostolic legacy, and I want to preach about the prosperity gospel. And uh, I know uh, when you hear the words prosperity gospel, that sometimes that has a, most of the time, it, it has somewhat of a negative connotation and it, and it gives rise to uh, what we think are ministries and individuals that preach about money, health, prosperity, and wealth. And, you know, money and... Um, they um, have all kinds of ideas about money and, uh, you know, I want you to, uh, and, and typically they are uh, ministries that are um, <clears throat> very well off and they're the individuals that are leading them are, are uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, way up here as far as in the stratosphere. And then I, I realize that, uh, <clears throat> that it, can sound like that came from um, the television evangelist, and yet in reality uh, it didn't. There, there are verses in the Bible that uh, really sort of can lend themselves to that, um, and and one of them is in the third book, uh, a third epistle of John, the second verse, because there's only one chapter in that epistle. And it says, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. And, and I believe that verse. I, I believe it uh, to my toenails. I believe the Lord wants us to prosper and be in health as thy soul. Notice that last phrase, and that's the part that we don't often talk about because uh, what is prosperity? Is it simply money? Is it wealth? Is it health? Is it those things that make us prosperous? The Amplified Version says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well even as I know your soul keeps well 
and prospers. And, and I re realize that the Lord will bless. And when you uh, are doing your best to live for God, when you are doing your best to serve the Lord, <clears throat> I do believe that the Lord blesses. I believe he makes 90% uh, go further than you can if you don't give. I believe he does all kinds of things to bless you. And the reason I, 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 I think some of these things is I've seen people that uh, are not faithful in their giving and, and they're not faithful and it seems like they're always struggling and yet there is a prosperity that comes from being honorable and honest and honorable to God, etc., etc. And I know that many of you are not as old as I am. I'm, and some of you, a couple of you are older, but uh, you know, that's about it. I'm, I'm about the old kid on the block. But believe it or not, before there were TV personalities, there was a radio guy that I used to listen to as a child out of New York, New York. His name was Reverend Ike. His full name was a long Eichenharmer, uh, whatever. Uh, but he called himself Reverend Ike. And his saying was, you can't lose with the stuff I use. And he uh, talked about, you know, if you just get your brain thinking right and you will be rich, you have to think rich. He'd say, go to your closet and uh, you want a new wardrobe, then get rid of all your old clothes and, uh, and just start thinking about new clothes clothes and put in newspaper there and the top shelf and just say that's where I'm going to keep all my new blouses or skirts and get rid of some of your old shoes and that he that was his motto was you got to you know use your mind self motivation mind and unfortunately there was again a, a, a bit of Bible that if you take out of context that was talks about our mind for uh, Paul said in Romans the eighth chapter to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Proverbs says for as a man thinketh in his heart what? So is he. And Galatians, my little children, I, whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. And so we, we sing the song, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. On earth I long to be like him. And you know, the problem is Jesus created us to get picked on. Now you say, Pastor, you see, does he want us to be successful? Yes. Does he want us to have good success? Yes. But he also created us to be picked on. Oh, y'all are looking at me like you're not sure you believe that. Okay, sorry. It's in the Bible. It's in the words of Jesus. Ye have not chosen me but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth, everybody say it, fruit. And whatsoever and your fruit should 
That means you just keep producing it. And what fruit would he be talking about? Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Now, I know none of y'all in here probably ever actually have grown tomatoes or cucumbers or okra or strawberries or apples or anything, but guess what? It's fun to just let it grow and watch it and watch it change colors and then just let it die on the vine. It's the funnest thing a gardener can do. Just see it. Look at that strawberry, how ripe it is. And now, look, it's starting to rot. Isn't that lovely? I have planted strawberries. I have planted tomatoes. Pastor, you know better than that. What is the joy of planting a garden? Picking the fruit, eating the fruit, picking it. So if the Lord said, I have created you to produce fruit, what he was saying is I've created you to get picked on. And somebody is going to want some love or joy or peace or mercy or kindness. Huh? They don't deserve it. I, I've had my tomato plants look at me and say, no, no, you don't deserve this tomato. <laughs> and you know what it makes me want to do? Gotcha anyway. Huh? Can you imagine something that you created or planted or saying, I'm not going to give that to that person. You look a little rotund and you don't need my strawberries because you're going to put sugar with them and it's not going to do you any good. You don't need my tomato. You're going to slather it with Miracle Whip or Dukes and put it on a sandwich with bacon and lettuce and, huh? Can you imagine how would I feel if the plant started directing me? And yet, Jesus said, I have chosen you. Oh, well, let me finish reading that next verse. And your fruit should remain, and that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it you these things I commanded you that you. <clears throat> he could have stopped with the first one. But yet he said, I've chosen you to produce fruit of the Spirit so that others would be able to pick your fruit during your time of intense pressure, during your time of stress, during your time of a lack of peace, of frustration, 
when we're going through whatever it is, if we're still able to produce this fruit of the Spirit, that means that we are going to have to genuinely love one another, genuinely care about one another. And you say, Pastor, why are you saying all that? I'm talking about the prosperity gospel. And I, I want to show you where it really, what it really is, what it should be, and not out of balance. It's not about how much wealth. It's not about how much money. It's about how much fruit you produce. It's about how much you can be a blessing to somebody. Oh, I understand there are blessings that flow and, and the Lord will bless you and he's honored us and he will bless you with, you know, making a good decision and getting a, a buying a something good and getting a good job. I, I understand the blessings of the Lord. It maketh rich and gives no sorrow. But when the Lord talked about blessings, it was not about uh, driving, you know, Reverend Ike, when he died, he had 16 Rolls Royces. Lived in a mansion, had another couple. Because he was telling people, send it to me. Now, his statement was, you know, if you'll be like I am, but I don't, I never got to drive one of his Rolls Royces. I never even got to sleep in one of his bedrooms. He never bought me lunch. And I was a faithful listener late at night as the airways skipped over. We were living in Illinois. I would turn my radio on, listen to Reverend Ike. I was just blown away. Wow, this guy's unbelievable. And I, I kept, the more I listened to it, he'd talk about people. I, I don't want to get on Reverend Ike. All right, anyway. So here it is. How, how do you produce fruit? How do you, how do you do this? Well, you go back into the Old Testament, and I know, uh, like I said, most of you know all of this. And when the children of Israel were first baptized in water, and for those of you who haven't had a Bible study, you should have one. It means in the Red Sea, and they were baptized in the cloud, which was a pillar of fire representing the Spirit. And you know where the first place they went after they were baptized? The wilderness. <laughs> after coming out, after putting the blood on the doorpost, after having the blood applied, after going through the water, after repenting, after the baptism of water, after the cloud coming down and hovering over them, they go in the wilderness. <clears throat> in Galatians, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. I, I want to be prosperous. I don't want to be crucified. He said, nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Paul in Philippians said, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them as dung, that I may win Christ, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship, the fellowship, the fellowship of his suffering. I don't want to read that. I want to talk about prosperity. And yet, let me just tell you, 
Those of you who've had the Holy Ghost a long time, those of you who've been baptized, those of you who repented of your sins, and we have, you know, individuals that have been here and been around, and David, I, I hate to, I'm not trying to discourage you, but let me tell you something. Wilderness happens to everyone who starts letting Christ be formed in them. The moment you start letting Christ be formed in you, People are going to start saying, well, I don't think you have to do all that. I don't think you need to do all that. You need to get your head on straight. You don't need to go down to church. All You don't need to give that much. You don't need to be there all the time. You don't need to act like that all the time. Huh? Some of you have, am I telling the truth? Even fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, children look at you and go, uh-uh, that's nuts. I, I, I'm okay if you want to if you want to give some money to Reverend Ike, but this is just, this letting Christ be formed in you, that's goofy. And yet, what does the Bible say? Acts 10, chapter in the 38th verse, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Everybody say anointed. with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't put it up here because I didn't want to overwhelm you. I've already got too many verses, but Matthew and Mark and Luke all say that Jesus, Mary was foreshadowed by the Holy Ghost and the child that was born in her was of the Holy Ghost. His birth was of the Holy Ghost. And yet the Lord anointed him with the Holy Ghost. Now somebody that's dad is the Holy Ghost needed to be anointed with the Holy Ghost. How much more? My dad ain't the Holy Ghost. He's human. My mom was human. I need a double anointing. Huh? Luke, the third chapter says, so when they were baptizing, it came to pass, John was baptizing, that Jesus also was. And this is when he was anointed. And when he came out of the water, what happened? The Spirit descended like a dove. The Holy Ghost descended on him. Water, Spirit. He was a child of the Holy Ghost. He didn't need to be baptized. We've studied that because we, we talked about John on Wednesday night. He didn't need to repent. John was baptizing under repentance. What did Jesus have to repent for? He'd done nothing. And so why did Jesus do that? Because he wanted to show us the way. This is why we're baptizing someone today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins because Jesus went into the water to be baptized to Leave his righteousness there so that we could walk into the water after him and come up with his righteousness. And when he came up 
the Holy Ghost like a bird came down on him in the bodily shape of a dove and what else was there? A voice. When you really get the Holy Ghost descending on you, it'll change your voice. You will speak forth in a language that you don't understand. Who? And you know what? I believe that voice is saying through you at some point in that tongue-talking experience. Here's another one. This is my beloved son. And being full of the Holy Ghost, Return from Jordan. You just keep reading. There weren't chapters in the old early books. And what happened? He, where did he go? Was led by the Spirit into the... The Jews were in the wilderness for 40 years. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. Would you rather have 40 days or 40 years of wilderness? Let me tell you how you can make it shorter. Pass the test. Israel couldn't pass them. They griped, they grumbled, they lusted after quail. They got mad because of what? I I don't want to go into all the Old Testament. Y'all that study it know what I'm talking about. They got mad at, who do they think they are trying to lead us? I'm just as good as they are. Huh? You go read what Israel went through. Israel acting goofy. Jesus, and what John the third chapter says at the very end of that chapter, it says, for he whom God has sent speaking the words of God, for God giveth not the spirit by measure, Unto him. In other words, Jesus got the full dose of the anointing. That's why Paul could later write that all the fullness of the Godhead was in him bodily. Jesus was conceived by the Spirit, baptized in the water, and then the Holy Ghost descended on him. John later wrote, don't love the world. So when you talk about prosperity, if it's talking about I want to drive a new car, I want to have a new house, I want to have new clothes, I want to clean out my closet so I have all new this, if it's something like that, and, and I understand, it's, I'm not telling you that you shouldn't you know, want to better yourself and have more and all of that, but that can't be where your focus is on health, wealth, prosperity, etc., 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 etc. Sure, do I want to be healthy? Yes. Do I want to be well? Yes. Do I want to not have to beg for food? Yes. Are there promises? Yes. But that's not my source. My number one source has to be am I producing fruit? Because that's what I was called for. Love not the world, neither the things of the world. 
If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him for all that is in the world. And what are they? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life <laughs> will not inherit the kingdom of God. The world passes away, the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of the Father. And so Jesus had to pass the test. And this is why sometimes people find themselves, and not all the time, so we, we have these tests that come through periodically. You may pass it once and circle around, and you'll get it again, and you'll get another one. And what is the test? Number one, self-satisfaction, lust of the flesh. Make these stones into bread. And Jesus went through that. You know, am I going to satisfy myself? I don't feel like doing this. I don't, I'm too busy. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like making the sacrifice. I don't feel like giving. I don't feel like, I don't feel like it. I just don't, I, 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 I. Guess what? The Lord's waiting to get himself formed in you. And you're going to bump your nose and bump your nose until you pass that test. Because it ain't about I, it's about him. He called me out of darkness into this marvelous light that I should praise him, that I should magnify him, that I should glorify him. It's not about who I am, it's about who he is. He wants me to be a worshiper, I'll be a worshiper. He wants me to praise him, I'll praise him. Well, I just don't feel like, we're living in a world that it's all about, well, I, I, I have needs. My God shall supply all your Don't come here till Christ is formed in you. Okay, hallelujah. The next one, power, glory, fame, lust of the eyes, high mountain. Read it in John, Luke, the fourth chapter. Took him into the high mountain. Look at all the kingdom. Look at all the stuff I get. Look at all the glory. Look at all the majesty. If you ever go up a mountain and you look out in the beautiful valley, stand on the edge of a little hill. Oh, that's so pretty. Oh, it's so, oh, I just love to look out. And, oh, look at all this power. Look at all this fame. Look at how awesome I am. As a matter of fact, sometimes I don't think you think I'm awesome, but I really am. I am very, very awesome. I am very awesome. Because you don't, you don't treat me sometimes like I need to be treated because you don't really understand how awesome I am. Huh? None of us have ever had to deal with that. None of us have ever felt disrespected, misused, done wrong. Huh? None of us have ever felt like, I can't believe it. Do they know who they're talking to? Yeah, a child of God. And hopefully you got him number one and you're nowhere near the throne. Huh? Lust of the eyes. Oh, I know. We talk about, you know, things that you visually see. We think that's the lust of the eyes video. And now all oh, that's true too. Video and what you're watching. And we've got an industry, Brother David Post was telling me this week. It came out on his blurb that over the entire world, network, web searches of the world, web traffic in the world, People searching for items to buy, Amazon, uh, 
work, business, all of that. Over 30% of the world traffic on pornographic sites. That's not counting pseudo Instagram X. Over 30%. I try to tell our young people, and guess what? It's not just boys, it's girls. And you go, oh, pastor, don't talk about that because that's, let Christ be formed in you. David said, make a covenant with your eyes. Because every one of those sites involve power. Look at how I can, I'm, I'm peeking in on something that I shouldn't have no business looking at. Huh? Just saying, I, I'm not here to preach against that. I'm preaching prosperity gospel. We're going to get to prosperity here before I get through today. Tests are important, though. Reveal who you are, the pride of life, pinnacle of the temple, the temple of all places. In the temple, you ought to be, you know, I'm pretty awesome in the temple. I'm the pastor. None of us have ever had to deal with the pride of life. And yet, you know how Jesus passed all of those tests? Through the word of God. It is written, devil. It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. And when the devil had ended the temptation, he departed from him for a season, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit unto Galilee. And people started talking. The fame of him started spreading throughout all the region. What are you saying? I'm here to tell you, if you want true prosperity, you pass your test and let the power of the Holy Ghost anoint on you, fall on you, and I'm telling you, the fame people will go, there's something about you. There's something, I, I can pick on you, and somehow you, all I get is fruit. All I get is something good. All I get, oh, what are you you talking about and the Bible told us when Jesus left go tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endued with power you have power to pass the test of the wilderness and get out of there sometimes people I, I don't know it's like I'm not going to pass this test I'm going to just stay here and go round and round again look at those stupid Israelis those children of Israel are doing the same thing. Huh? And here's what he did, his first message. Now listen to this. Luke, fourth chapter, 13th verse. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, as his custom was, and went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah. And when he opened the book, let me see, Isaiah. 
61. He said, Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. You don't know what happened to me last night. The Holy Ghost hit me last night at an altar. I was, I was at church and I, woo, I got the spirit of God on me. And hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up. And Luke interpreted it to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me. Next slide. Go ahead. Switch slides for me. Thank you. To heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. Recovering of sight to the blind and to set in liberty those that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And when he finished, he shut the book and everybody looked at him and he said, this day is this spirit, is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. You know what the prosperity that Jesus started walking into when he came out of the wilderness? Next slide. The gospel to the poor. I got good news to tell some beggar. You can put down your cup today. I know a God that has got... <laughs> able to adopt you into a new family. You can say, well, I wasn't raised. I can tell you, you can be a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm telling you, oh, I know, you know, there are people that are glad they're connected to Trump's family or Biden's family or whatever other family, and I wish I could be in their family, and I, I wouldn't it be great to be that family? I, I want you to know I've got my dad owns a cattle on a thousand and hills oh you gotta say I know in whom I believed what, what did he say I came to preach to, to the beggars I came to heal the broken hearted what am I here to tell you that I know, I know what you're going through is tough but there is a strength of the joy of the Lord is your strength I want you to know it's joy unspeakable and full of glory there's joy in the Holy Ghost I know you may be going through it right now, but here if you'll give me your old tattered garment, there's a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You talk about prosperity to deliver the captives that are bound. What are you talking about? 
God is here and is able to set you free from any habit, from anything that would come to try to bind you and anything that would try to trick you, trip you up, anything that would steal your song, anything that would steal your praise. I'm talking about there's a God that is able to bring deliverance. I don't care what habit it is. I don't care how long you've been bound. I don't care how long the root of bitterness is. I'm here to tell you the shackles that bind you. He's able to set you free. That's the prosperity gospel. I want you to prosper like your soul prospers. the fourth one. I'll stop. You can stand. Here's the prosperity gospel. Fourth fourth one. Go ahead. Next slide. Recovering of the sight to the blind. Paul wrote in Ephesians that the eyes of your understanding would be opened that you would know what is the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. Oh my God, that you would know what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality. And did you hear what Paul said? That you would understand how rich you are. Why? I've heard my dad more than once tell the story about the night he got the Holy Ghost on a wintry night in St. Paul, Minnesota. Was it a nickel or a dime that was bus fare? 10 cents. Took a dime, rode the bus to church, put everything else in the offering, but kept one dime because he could get home. He spoke in tongues so long that they carried him out, put him in the back of somebody's car and drove him home. (laughs) He woke up in his house and he still had his dime. That's the blessings of the Lord. Some of y'all don't know what it's like to all of a sudden go, wonder where that came from. I'm talking about real money, but much less spiritual. You want to prosper? He said that you would understand the greatness of his power. I don't mind mind praying for Brother Galoni. I I don't care whatever doctors say. I don't mind praying for Brother David Post. I don't care because I know how great his power is. He was able to get up from a grave, from a grave, not one day, not two days, but three days. When the Holy Ghost hits you, you can... That's how 